<laughs> so this is a podcast that I am, obviously it's a podcast because you're listening to it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm really good at this. My name's Olivia. This is, uh, in, in case you can't tell, uh, my first time doing this. Woo! Woo! Numero uno. Yeah. Which is great because it's our first episode. Yeah, weird. no, exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's authentic. People will be able to like experience like my my full like you know transition <laughs> yeah my whole journey your journey yes my journey, journey. into adulthood this will be like <laughs> a really weird coming of age story <laughs> like a person that's already an adult becoming a better adult through podcasting through podcasts yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well welcome everyone it's olivia and ren that's Woo! me that's ren it's <laughs> not her first time doing this thing she's no. my fairy godmother yeah i'm gonna take your hand through this virginity i'm gonna pop that cherry girl <laughs> Thank you, fairy godmother, for popping my cherry. You're welcome. Pop my pumpkin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Instead of broveries, this podcast should have been called Distinct Laughter. <laughs> Evil witch laughter yeah. for 45 minutes with Olivia and Ren. <laughs> so, like, this is mostly just going to be us laughing at our own jokes, I feel like. Pretty much. Holding it's, hands right yeah, now. It's so special. Yeah, and like both of our hands are like kind of sweaty because it's pretty it's like hot. Kinda hot. <laughs> it's all lubed up. And both both terms that word. Hot. Hot. It's it's wet. Yeah, and, wet and beautiful. It's like like is the like wet like like the you know because like Yiddish people is like Hanukkah. Is that like the W version of that? It's the Leonardo DiCaprio like Django Unchained. <laughs> What? Well, <laughs> it's that racist Southern honky. What? Exactly. Let's talk about how we know each other. Yeah. People yeah. are like, "Why is this happening? What is this?" So, um, uh, I remember the first day that Ren walked into work. She walked in, and I was like, "This is the coolest person I've ever met. Uh, I love her. I need to be her friend." Um. And so I, like, worked really hard to, like, be your friend and, like, try and, like, make myself seem really cool for a while. And, like, clearly it worked because I, like, I won and I captured you. I'm in your in house. my house. Like, teaching me how to make a podcast now. Yeah. Sounding a little bit like uh, Buffalo Bill. Like, I like that. Just taking thick women into my house and keeping them captured here. Fun fact, when I was a size 14, I tried everything to either be bigger or smaller <laughs> because I was creeped out that he was going to steal my skin. Yeah, honestly... Goodbye horses could convince me away from anything, I think. Like, it's a big old nope for me, dog. <laughs> I think that I could be going into my favorite location, and if Goodbye Horses was playing, I would have to turn around and leave. I met Olivia through work, as you know. Um, but I saw her, and I was like, who is this loud, amazing person? <laughs> and, like, the first time she shows up in my phone, it's her putting... Um, like a fruit fruit by the foot <laughs> with tattoos on your yeah, tongue. Yeah, the tongue And tattoos. you just like look at everyone with your tongue out like look at my taco tongue tattoo. Yeah, I did a taco for because of, you know, the implications associated with it being a tongue tattoo. <laughs> I just thought it was really hilarious to be on like some like children's, you know, fruit by the foot. Yeah. That was pretty good. I'm glad that you appreciated that. I loved that. Yeah, no, I thought you were great. So for the first episode, we thought we would talk about... Uh, you know, some stories of how we ended up as how we are. But I'd first like to touch upon how hard it was to get this podcast. <laughs> this has been like fucking Moses walking through the desert, like <laughs> trying to get this podcast up and running. So um, we 
we like connected my computer and spent like probably 25 minutes trying to figure out how to use my roommate's audio interface. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tyler. Suck my dick. Yeah. From the back. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, don't worry. I'll leave everything all set up for you. So we like connect everything that we possibly can. And I'm like, why is it silent? Why isn't anything playing? And, um, I'm also like high as balls. So I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know what else do I have to plug in? So we start calling around, uh, <laughs> and by we, I mean Ren, because I have too much anxiety to be on phone calls. I also do. So every call is like, hey, um, I wanted to see if you, uh, a cord that you have. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I feel like every time some, I just, oh, it was, oh my God. Like some of those phone calls went better than others. There was the first guy <laughs> that put us on hold for literally like, 16 minutes (laughs) and just never returned he never came back yeah he was like oh hold on and then we just listened to the weird hold music and it was like a lot of rush yeah yeah it's exceptional rush yeah (laughs) yeah it was a lot of rush it was something else too that was like really bizarre there were like a couple tony hook there were like multiple songs is how long pro skater three songs (laughs) i fucking love it so that didn't go well we call back and the guy's like oh you work at this store then you must know this guy and we're like oh and of course it's like the worst guy that works there. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I'll totally say hi to that person who I never talked to to begin with. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm like... But never forget. Oh, God. PCW. Oh, computer PCW store. computers. <laughs> We're like, where else would have this fucking cord? So Ren had the bright idea <laughs> to call this computer store. She was like, they sound like a place that would have like old ass things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a fire wire, sir? So she calls up and she says, hey, I'm uh, I'm looking for a cable. And the response on the other line was, mm, no. <laughs> and, and I'm just hearing this, like, th- like, kind of like through the conversation that Ren is having. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Ren and I are looking at each other. So I'm not sure if I'm just like mishearing things. Yeah. <laughs> and Ren just keeps saying, I'm looking for a cable, a firewire adapter. A cord like, adapter. And she just goes, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, what did she keep saying to she, you? She, she's like, firewire? Fi- firewire? And at this point, Olivia is now tipping my phone towards her and just hits end call. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, this is not salvageable. <laughs> there, was, there was no coming back after that, no. honestly. It was pointless, but I tried. Hey, no, absolutely. I was impressed. Like, you were, you were going to make it happen. Um, thankfully it just so happens that, uh, in a freak accident. Yeah. Ren also had a, like a sound interface, like getting dropped off today. So we were just like refreshing the page constantly. Is it here? Is it now? And then when you go to guitar center, it's always wild problematic. So the girl's like, Oh, I can't find it. Oh, it says delivered. Oh, I see my coworker's name as like the person who accepted this inventory. Oh, let me call a key holder instead of just going to the back and getting that. And finding it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, it's cool. And then before that, this kid who I despised at Newberry was taking up our time just like selling all his shit because he's broke now. (laughs) And and I'm like, why is this happening to me? I just want to record a podcast. Yeah, the first time, it actually was like a a two-time journey to get over there. It was a double journey. Yeah, because we had like bright ideas to uh, see a puppy parade today. Uh, it kind of just turned out to be like 
a large meandering of dogs yeah. rather than like a collective parade. But it did include um, a ukulele orchestra <laughs> in front of uh, a dog grooming center. Um, so that was that was playing playing the theme song from Shrek. <laughs> I feel like that's an important caveat. <laughs> so we we hit peak whiteness today. It was a lot. Yeah, and then we went back to Guitar Center. Finally got this. Um, and, and here we are, you know, telling you a little bit about ourselves and about kind of the long, uh, trials and tribulations that, that it took us to, to get to this point. We were talking about like ideas and she was like, oh, you know, like, why don't we talk about like how we, we got to be the people that we are today. Like what, what was, what, what was your punchline in that? What did you say? Oh my gosh. I don't even remember. I was just like... (laughs) How are we such broken people? And then I think I was like, let me tell you about the time that I mentally shut down for two years of my life because I got in the wrong car. At oh, Taco yeah, Bell. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which had me fucking dying because I was like, oh, yeah. How about that time that I found my first gray hair in the drive through at Taco Bell? Oh my and, God. you know, the woman was like, here's your Crunchwrap Supreme. And I was like, youth is fleeting. Thank you. Just kind of like broke down a little bit. It's a very weird place to have an existential crisis. I can't even imagine. Yeah. No, it was weird. So how did you get into the wrong car? What happened was, um, so I was like a weird, very shy 15 year old. And my aunt was like, I know a way to break that. Here is $50 in cash. You're going to go get Taco Bell for, um, yourself, me, and your sisters for this. Holy shit, $50 worth of Taco Bell? I don't know. I don't know. You're balling out. Balling ass family. So I like go inside. I'm behind this dad who clearly has like his daughter for the weekend and her friend. I'm like. like how you assume that he's a divorcee. Yeah, he had to be. Like (laughs) he had that like kind of doesn't know how to be a parent. Like he looked exactly like that. Okay. All right. So I'm like behind them. I go out, like, you know, I order, I'm like, uh, 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 I need the, uh. like, I'm just like, I don't know what I need. Social Help. anxiety. Yeah, social anxiety, just shutting down as it is. So I go out, two cars are parked out there. I'm like, obviously the one with the light on is my aunt's because yeah. it's the same car parked next to each other. Nope, I get in it. It's the dad fresh in there with his daughter in the front seat. I'm sitting next to the friend and everyone is looking horrified at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went. I'm sorry, and just unbuckled so quickly, got out. Oh, no, you, wow, you even buckled in. I buckled, like I got in, didn't look at anybody, had the food on my lap, buckle, cross my lap, look up, this is the wrong car. Oh my God, that's my nightmare. Yeah, it was fucking traumatizing. I shut down for like two years of my life. I was like, this Are you is- afraid to like carpool with people now? I feel like it would take me a long time to like get back from that no but um the car that i had previously like i have a very divorcee prius c now but the car i had previously was like a 2001 toyota camry so it's like every car there are lots of those everywhere yeah so every time i'd go like there's this one fucking car at chipotle every time i'd go to chipotle they'd be there and i'd always like try and stick my key in like eight times before the guy would start walking towards me and i'm like fucking did it again you need to put like something weird on your car Oh, well, like, now it's like bright weird, blue. <laughs> you got to put some weird decals on your bright blue car. I had a fun R. Kelly sticker that said, give me that choo-choo, but now he's canceled forever. Damn! <laughs> so rip in peace, my sticker idea. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's all right. 
You know, I, I honestly like don't think that I've ever met anybody else that could be like, oh yeah, the story that shaped me also happened at Taco Bell. <laughs> so like, so like any sort of concern that I had that like Ren was my one and only true love forever <laughs> has been quashed now. Um, we're Taco Bell butt buddies for life. Oh, totally. What was the, the first like time you got rejected? by someone romantically that really shaped you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Buckle up. I'm ready. I'm buckled in. Okay. So there was this boy. Um, I was a late bloomer. I was really a late bloomer. So this was like, it might've been like junior, senior year of high school. Oh shit. Um, and I had, I had had my first kiss with my gay best friend. Uh, I believe Did you like really? that year. Yep. He had very supple lips. Oh. He's a good looking kid. Very gay. Um, <laughs> so like, um, I, I'm like doing theater at Hendricken and like, I meet this kid that's in this guy's band that, okay. um, I like had this giant crush on <laughs> and like this kid was like in the band and was like, you know, close enough to the guy that I had a crush on and like showed some interest in me. And he was like kind of cute, but he was like a wicked, like scenester emo kid oh. with like painted nails and like jewelry and stuff that's what i was into and i was like and i was like you know i went to like catholic school and i was you know like kind of like kind of put together (laughs) and so like we started we started dating and uh i invite him and which really means that we like made out a couple of times and he fingered (laughs) me whoa hey hey getting wild getting wild um but anyway so i invite like him and, like, a bunch of my friends for my birthday party to go to the WBRU free concert series. Oh, okay my God. OK Go was playing. Oh, shit. Yup. Um, and so, like, my parents, like, <laughs> drove us all there. We got Caserta's pizza. And then halfway through the show, he disappeared. Oh. I didn't know where he went. And I was texting him. I didn't know where he was. My parents were like, where are this? Where is this kid? Like, we're responsible for, like, getting him home. Yeah. And uh, then he finally appears again. And I found out... That he was off making out with some other girl. And I, like, her and I, like, you know, kind of chatted on Facebook. And we were like, oh, are you trying to to date both of us at the same time? And he was like, no, I told you I only wanted to be friends with benefits with you. Like, and tried to pull, like, the whole, like, Edward Cullen thing. Like, oh, I told you not to get involved. And I was like, listen, I might be fucking 15, but I already know that I'm too mature for this bullshit. I will see you later. Um, but, uh, that's not, not until after we, uh, took some really embarrassing pictures of us making out on a bench at St. Mary's Feast together. Oh my God. You can find those if you scroll deep (laughs) enough into my Facebook. I think I have. Yeah. I think I was bored one time. Yeah. He's wearing pink and black nail polish. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was his first name? Jake. Oh, that's such a scene. Yeah, see, name. I've always been, I've always been like, um, <laughs> like a J names person. Yeah. For some reason, like J names have just always been what, what I'm associated with. Of course. But I feel better because like I've dated three Jordans and my boyfriend has also had multiple girlfriends of the same name. Not my name, but like <laughs> it, it makes it less weird and less confusing when I like say, oh, Jordan number one. Like, yeah. He, thing one and thing yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. He's also able like to discern between his relationships <laughs> as well. So what about, what about you? Do you have a pretty, oh, like, I'm sure that you have a good traumatizing story. Oh yeah. Cause I was like a weird shaped child growing up. <laughs> like I was at like little tiny chicken ankles and then I had like 
just a very round belly. It wasn't like a fat belly. It was yeah. just like round belly. <laughs> Everything else was like thin. <laughs> belly was round yeah. though. And I remember I got picked on for it. Oh, this yeah. this kid, it was like fifth grade. And this kid passed a note to me. Mm-hmm. And it said like, will you be my girlfriend? What? And I was like, who sent this? And they like turned and laughed and were like, <laughs> And I was like, Oh my God, that's so mean. I'll remember this always. And that kid's name was Keith Marquis. Fuck you. I don't know what happened to you. You're probably an appendage. Honestly, though. most of the people that bullied me in middle school uh, either went to jail, are in um, sober living communities now, <laughs> or uh, are currently drug addicts. Oh yeah. So I've seen, and like they all have like those like shitty mustaches, like the like puby, the really like yeah thin, the puby like one. thin yeah. ones. It's like just shave so you can get your big boy hair growing out. Like Let's do it. Jesus, you gotta get that kitten coat out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I feel vindicated from that. Thankfully, ran into one kid, um, that now lives in a sober living house in California. Oh. Um, that used to make fun of me. I wore my hair in uh, <laughs> pigtail braids literally one single time for picture day. Okay. And kids said that I looked like a Viking, and so they called me Viking for the next like two years and this kid would sit in front of me in math class and he would turn around and he would like pretend to like shoot arrows at me and he, would, like, he would turn around and look at me and just go row 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 <laughs> from one just day just making viking jokes yes it was so annoying oh my god they also said that i looked like the captain from pocahontas which made me really sad it's one of my brother's favorite stories to tell about me because he thinks that it's hilarious it's okay i was a late bloomer i'm really cool now fuck all of you people your brother's you, also George like the worst film. my brother yeah he's he's like the quintessential little brother but like he has issues. <laughs> I love Connor, but the way I had to introduce myself to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, um, I'm always afraid to introduce my like significant others to like my family. Like I'm usually not that concerned about, but like my brother specifically, cause he's like a weird kid. He's a couple of years younger than me and is more like a pet than a little brother. A lot of the mm-hmm. time. I remember he was meeting like my shy boyfriend, uh, actually a different Jake. <laughs> <laughs> multiple Jake, yeah, multiple this was, the same name. Yeah, this one we refer to as Jake from State Farm. Um, oh. so he wore that as a Halloween co- uh, costume one year. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's about as white and unoriginal as it gets <laughs> as people named Jake. Um, so uh, he was like very shy and he was meeting my family for the first time. My brother was probably like 16, 17. And, um, I was like, Jake, this is Connor. And Jake reached out his hand to shake my brother's, uh, hand. And my brother reached past that and just rubbed Jake's nipple. (laughs) And I, and Jake is like horrified. I am just like absolutely blown away. I'm so furious. (laughs) And I'm like, Connor, what the hell was that? And he just shrugged and said, it seemed like the thing to do at the time. (laughs) So... So when Ren met him for the first, met my brother for the first time, Connor like went to like shake her hand and you just reached out and rubbed his nipple. And I had no <laughs> idea that this was coming. I thought I, I lost total control. I, oh my God. I felt vindicated after all these years. It was amazing. I got you. Oh, wow. You're always looking out for me. I try. You're so great. I got you. Yeah. Um, have you ever had like any weird instances of your family members meeting your significant others? 
Oh, yeah. Like, I try to keep everyone I date away from my family. (laughs) Like, at all times. Um, And that's worked mostly. (laughs) Especially with the later relationships. Like, you never have to meet anyone ever. Bye. Um, But more importantly, the last guy I dated, he'd like met briefly like my my housemates Mm -hmm. um but there was one time where no one was home and we were banging and he's like i gotta go to the bathroom really bad i was like nobody's home just run upstairs to the bathroom and they came home very shortly after that so i just get an aggressive text that's like i'm trapped in the bathroom and your housemates are And I like walked very slowly and made sure like I paraded his clothing in That's front of my housemates. So funny. And I was like, he's in the bathroom naked right now. <laughs> I am I am a, a a naked sprint aficionado oh, to yeah. the bathroom. Oh yeah, no. Honestly, like I'd say that I do it I sprint naked to the bathroom more times than I do it clothed. I would love I'm to I'm sure that Tyler can attest to that. Oh yeah. So talking about how we ended up weird, I mean, you have a super weird sibling. I have the worst siblings. So yeah, your siblings are wild. Yeah. Well, I'll just say, uh, one is a tagger in, uh, in Providence. She's got a stupid it. tag. I hope one day that she's like caught. So she, she stops doing it. Cause you got to hit rock bottom sometime. Um, and the other one, uh, is just kind of the worst. Uh, she dates a guy. They're in a loveless relationship. Nice. And he, quote unquote, buys and sells tires, but hasn't been selling any. He just disappears for he months on end. buys a bunch of tires? Yeah. So I'm so like... wide and vast tire collections. Yeah. Just weird. Stacks of tires. And I'm like, mm, is weird. this a drug front? Or... Yeah. What? I don't know. I have never heard of anybody with that... Like, honestly, that's, that's the weirdest thing. That's the weirdest thing that I've heard since those guys that, like, buy a bunch of stuff, like, and sell it on Amazon. They'll buy, like, 50,000, like, mouth guards to use to stop snoring. And, like, oh, yeah. sell them on Amazon. Like, what kind of job is that? Yeah, the worst. What was your worst job growing up? Like, an early-aged job? Ugh. God. That, like, really shaped you and, like, how you are broken in this um, world. Honestly, I'd have to say Benny's. Working oh, I didn't Benny's. know you worked at oh. Yeah, I worked at Benny's. Um, women weren't allowed to climb ladders there. Um, the boys could wear, like, whatever button-down shirt and, like, a tie they wanted. The woman had to wear these terrible red smocks. These, oh. like, super big, like, they literally looked like, like some sort of weird, like, painter's shirt. Um, what kind so, of Mormon workplace was yo, that? Yo, it was weird. And then the women weren't allowed to work in, like, the hardware section. Um, but I, I did anyway because <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Um, I, like, it was just, it was crazy. I mostly worked with, like, lifers or, like, shitty 16-year-old boys. Oh. So I basically did, like, everybody's job. It was, and and just got, like, yelled at by, like, the bottom of the barrel of Cranston shitheads. Like, ugh, the number of, like, spot cones that would come in and snap <laughs> at me be like hey come help me with this bike over here no. i'd be like listen now you can take the bike down by yourself see ya <laughs> i but- can't i'm not allowed to take things yeah. down <laughs> yeah exactly oh my poor womanly body can't handle it <laughs> i was once that i worked in like in like that the houseware sections so like cleaning products stuff like that and i had this like old woman come in and she like talked my ear off for like 
probably close to an hour. She started out, she was like, I need something that gets the smell of smoke out of my apartment. Because oh. my, my, like my, uh, my neighbor keeps ratting on me because we're not supposed to smoke in the home. She said, <laughs> huh. but what I always said was, find what you love and let it kill you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is one of the most profound and earth shattering things I've ever heard in the halls of Benny's. Oh, absolutely. In the, in the hollowed house of hallowed halls of Benny's. <laughs> I did great. And the hallow shells of hallow Benny's. Shells. <laughs> oh my god. Rip in peace, Benny's. I know, rip. It was it was an interesting experience. It was once a bunch of like really like high kids that came in. They bought a <laughs> kiddie pool. And then we watched them pull away um just with their hands out the car holding, holding the onto the kiddie pool on top of the car. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. It's pretty magical. Yeah. There was a time when I uh, didn't eat anything and took my birth control and then <laughs> threw up in the break room on the floor in front of one of the 16-year-old boys. And I was like, never tell anyone about this. <laughs> Did you have to clean it up? Yeah, I cleaned it up. Gian, if you're out there, thanks for not telling a soul. <laughs> He's like on his Facebook right now. Like, Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, it was so, it was so... I got a job at Lane Bryant. Oh, because, no! Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, thankfully, I was just on the, the thickness cusp. Uh-huh. Um, so I was going in for a bra because my mom was like, you have big titties. We need uh-huh. to get you a bra that fits. And I was like, cool, I want a KMS. Like, I just want to die right now. Yep. Um, so we walked in, and I'm me, and I was I like. I love that kakik. Yeah, Kasik, Kasik, Kasik. Oh, I called it Kakik. Kakik, Kasik was the the bra brand. It still is. Um, and I walked in and I was like, I don't think they're gonna have my size because like it's the plus size girl store, like a bitchy teenager. And my mom was like, No, they definitely have it. it says like thirty four eight or whatever. I was like, Whatever. And the lady is like talking to us, and I was just like having a good conversation back, and she's like, You want a job? And I was like, Selling bras, and she's like, Yeah. So. I was like, all Honestly, right. any job where you get to work closely with women's titties, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so. Oh. One would think so. So I get the job. I go in for my first day of training. I go back to the little back room, and there's a TV. And she goes, watch the video. Don't change it to Maury. And I went, people have done that. And she was like. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's a rule. Yeah, I was like, wow, multiple people must have done this where it's like a rule. And she was like. Yes. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. So this is like the first 20 minutes I'm in the building. I'm sitting down and watching this like aged video on VHS. And I just hear like a bunch of commotion going on. Like I hear a kerfuffle. So I look out and there's like, no, can't be younger than 60. Uh, topless woman. What? Just... just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> titties free hanging <laughs> in the middle of lane Bryant, and i was like uh kind of want to know the story going on with this so i'm just like peeking out the back door that's like real life maury yeah it's real life maury i was like i didn't even with nipples just... yeah so i'm like watching my manager like coax this lady back to the, the fitting room and the sound goes off and i can't hear it anymore but i'm like how am I going to approach this? Like, new girl at the new job. How am I going to be like, why was that lady's titties out? Like, (laughs) 
But thankfully, at Lane Bryant, they love to gossip. So oh, of course. She came back, and I didn't even have to say anything. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Did you hear all that commotion? And I was like, yeah, what was that about? And she's like, oh, this woman came in, and she, her bra was too loose. I couldn't even have her hold her straps up to keep yeah. her boobs in place for me to measure her. So I asked her to go to the fitting room so I could have her, you know, hold them up yeah. in, in private and she came out topless and I was like, oh, oh my fucking God. I was like, do they do that often? And she's like, no. It's like, oh, that that's my first time here. This is my first impression of this Do place. they do it often? Did you learn no, later that it like, happened frequently? You do it over the shirt. It's always been over the shirt. I had no problem with like the nine months I was there. I, I appreciate the fact that you never accidentally coaxed a woman into getting shirtless and coming out onto the no, floor. No, because it was a lot of big titties. That's intimidating when someone's boob is the size of your head and you're like, you could kill me. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Um, and this was like a whole string of bad because from, <laughs> from there I had gotten like a, this girl had come through and she's like, oh, I work at a daycare. I actually own it. Do you want a job? Because you have like art experience. Like that would be cool for the kids. And I was like, yeah, dope. So she's like, cool. It takes a little bit of like schooling or whatever because you have to pay for these things. You have to pay for your own classes. And I was like, that's fine. Like anything's better than here. Mm -hmm. And then she was just like swearing to the children. And I left there like looking at how much like all the certification would cost and like knowing that that place should be shut down because she was a terrible person. Oh my God. And I was like, hmm. So I gave my two weeks already. I don't have a job coming up. (laughs) Yikes. Yep. So at this point, I then walk into Newberry Comics because I was a uh, comic subscriber there. And I would go in frequently because I had a friend there. And we were talking, shooting the shit. I leave and apparently the assistant was like creeping. He's like, who's the girl? And he's like, that's my friend, Ren. Why? He's like... Oh, what does she do in the mall? What does she read? And my friend was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. So I came back. I love her. (laughs) I came back and I was like picking up comics the next week. And the assistant manager was like, Ren, right? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what do you read? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. uh, So so what do you do in the mall? And I was like, "Uh, actually, I I don't have a job. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a mall walker. (laughs) <laughs> those existed in that mall because it's free parking oh yeah absolutely um and he was like cool like are you looking for a job and i was like yes, yes I am. absolutely and he's like well we have a key holder spot and i went cool and are they were, you gonna give it to me yeah yeah and he's like well c- can you do an interview and i was like yeah here's my time monday so the interview was mace it turned into the store manager who was female uh-huh. And I just making fun of the assistant manager the entire time. I love it. And then the main question was like Tupac or Biggie. Like nothing of my history in jobs came up at all. I was like, "Mm, why am I here? Like, am I not getting the job? But they think I'm fun. So I was like, I was like, ooh, fuck. I am super fucked. And then like an hour or so later, it was like, the assistant manager came in, didn't make eye contact with me at all in my current job that I was going to be out of soon. Yeah. And he's like, cool. So if you like, uh, if you want to come by later. And I was like, okay. So I like went back to the store and he's like, cool. You're, you're hired. You got the job. And I was like, dope. And then I'm like walking out and he's shouting like how much they're going to pay me. And I was like, maybe like, let's not do that in the middle of the store. <laughs> 
Wow. So, yeah. So I got that job and that was, sounds like a lot of people that don't really understand many social cues. No, it was like, <laughs> it was super, it was a super fun job. Oh, I absolutely But I got like that. two emotionally attached people there. Yeah. Um, and then I dated my boss secretly for, for like an entire year and transferred stores for him. Wow. And then he was like, I can't love i'm broken oh god i hate that line more than anything i only love my bed and my mom i'm sorry yeah thanks drake yeah exactly it's like come on like you really like you clearly have not gone through enough like life trials and tribulations you do not have nearly enough trauma to be like i can't love like come the fuck on oh yeah boys so that was love it that was the whole thing and then I was like, cool, I'm at Providence Place now. And then uh, a previous assistant manager of that store was like, hey, why are you still here? I was like, good question. I don't know. This place is not as fun as it was a year ago. Like, I'm too old for this shit. Mm -hmm. It's, It's the most dramatic workplace I've ever worked in ever. And he's just like, yeah. Uh, give me your resume. I'm going to hook you up with this this job. Woo! And then I started working at Apple. And that's Woo! how I met Liv. Yay! <laughs> it's us. It's us. It's so beautiful. What yeah. a beautiful romantic relationship we have. Just because I was miserable at my job. Woo! And someone reached in. I was that's thinking. That's okay. I, I uh, dropped out of college. And I was like, I'm poor. And I don't have a job. And my friend's mom was like, Hey, I got this job that you should apply to. And I was like, how the hell am I going to trick them into hiring me? <laughs> and I did it. And I'm here. And I'm still waiting for the day when they pull me aside and be like, hey, I know you've been working here for three years, but we made a mistake when we meant to hire the other Olivia. So you're going to have to go collect your things. Like, I'm just waiting on the day. It's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. still. I, but so. I think that sometimes then I look at other people that we work and with. And then I'm and just I'm, like, oh, no, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm I'm good. Like, yeah. it takes a lot, and I'm not close to that, so. I love it. <laughs> Beauteous. What's some other trauma in your life? <laughs> you're opening up a can of worms that I don't think you're ready for there, friend. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of other exciting things currently happening in my life. Um, I'm just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Thought, like... Every, every year that gets on, like, I get older and older and, like, closer to 30, and I'm like, I'm starting to figure things out. Maybe. And then I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you fucked up your finances this week. And then I'm like, no, but I have a plan to fix that, so mm-hmm. I'm way better than I was no, before. No, exactly. Honestly, I feel like my entire life is just being like, you're still fucked up, but you're less fucked up than you were. Yeah. Like, it's the baby steps the baby steps yeah. you're less fucked up than you are like if i got in the wrong car nowadays i'd be okay i wouldn't shut down mentally oh, for two years i'm so proud of you <laughs> oh that means that we'll be able to show our face at taco bell again oh i feel like we'll, we'll have to go back there and like you know take it back that's a mess what a time to be alive man i got to see all those dogs today like that was pretty dope it's pretty beautiful those white people it was really nice (laughs) oh suburbia it's beautiful you don't realize how white a town you live in until they have a parade with dogs wearing tutus and there's a ukulele orchestra yeah honestly the ukulele orchestra playing shrek like i don't know if i'll ever be able to get over that like i (laughs) My life is going to be separated into two parts before that moment and after it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It was it was fun. It was super fun, but I'm like, 
Wow. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like there must have been like a full committee planning that. Like, can you imagine like being in a place that's just like, yeah, we're going to coordinate this thing where like a bunch of dogs come around. Like who has like the time and energy to invest in like a puppy meet and greet? Like that's amazing. That's, that's uh, white people problems yeah, only. Yeah, yeah. Like some soccer mom was at a dinner table like, oh my God, we I'm need so stressed more out. Dogs. <laughs> more dogs. I'm stressed out about this dog oh, parade. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, the puppy parade. I don't know if there's going to be nice weather. <laughs> We're going to have enough vendors. Vendors. I love it. Wow. I hope that to be me someday. With the accent? Yeah. No, exactly. Stressed no. out about puppies? Yeah. I want to turn into my mother and just drink a lot of wine. Honestly, yeah. goals. Mommy needs a medicine. <laughs> the way your mom says the local like liquor store. Oh, A&T Casales. Yeah. It's A and T. <laughs> but we've been calling it Auntie because it's what it sounds yeah, like. I remember when I told somebody like about its name and they're like, how do you spell that? A-N-T-I. And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. A as well as T Casali. <laughs> It's a great liquor store. I recommend everybody go to it. It's definitely like a front for the mob because I get cases of beer for like $6 there. That was a sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to go right, to A&T Casali. All right, A&T Casali, I'd like some money, please. We would like you to pay up, please. Money. <laughs> money in my hand. <laughs> or you could just pay us with like, with giving us your discounted beers and liquors yeah give it the dollar beer to slide us one yeah exactly it's a dollar by the way i feel like everybody should know that um ren has a wrist tattoo currently that is monkeys um, in a barrel um that's another story yeah it's a temporary tat but i think it's there forever now i think it's a haunted temporary tat it, and it just lives one is there the now. color of my blue green veins yeah it's kind of scary it's really scary um what had happened was uh my friend dan pond who is uh a really big dude in the music scene here, even though a lot of people disagree with him. Um, it's just because he's loud and in your face and like a lot. And I love that about him. Yeah, um, that. But he's moving to New York because we didn't Ooh. deserve him. And he invited me to his house. He's like, I got a free bed that you can take. And I was like, it's bigger than the one I have Hell now. And yeah. it's memory foam. Hell yeah. So give it to me, please. Yep. And um, I went over and he's like, I'm going to get you super drunk. And at some Ooh. point, temporary tattoos came out. Um, That's how you know it's a, a fucked up party. <laughs> and we're all drunk. I thought it would be funny to put these little barrel of monkeys linked together on my wrist. And I was like, oh, it's pretty cute. And then it was off, like, kilter. And my OCD was like, you have to cut your whole arm off now. There's, <laughs> no going, there's no going back. <laughs> You're just going to be paid to be an amputee porn star who just nubs women and guys. Just like, I went through a whole scene in my head. I was like, what do I do? It's going to be guys in maid <laughs> you, uniforms you had a, just You had a them. whole nubbing scene play out in your yeah. head? I just looked at it. And there's nothing wrong with my hand besides the fact that the tattoo is off kilter. And I was yeah, like, no, I know this is a podcast and you can't see the fact that Ren's hand is not hideously One mangled. monkey is in the middle and then one monkey is off to the side instead of the middle. Their yeah. hands conjoined in the middle. No, it's slightly askew. If there was one more monkey, it would be it would fine. Be perfect. But there we was We gotta none. find another monkey for you since those live there forever now. Yeah, the iCarly tattoo specific. Like, um, but I look across and my friend Dan Pond just goes, 
yeah, I'm going to put these iCarly faces right above my belt area. And he now just has iCarly ovaries, um, tying back to the cat, like the title of this podcast. Oh yeah, Bro-ver- ovaries. He puts a tribal Halloween like stamp bridge between Honestly, them. This sounds like a great collection of tattoos. It looked amazing. His girlfriend just the entire time, Daniel, no. Dan, no. Well, she's the one that has no. to make eye contact with it all the time. Can you imagine going down on a dude with iCarly tattoos? Um, do you know that Anna's brother has a really terrible tattoo? Um, he has a tattoo of the squirrel from over the hedge on his thigh, Wait, reaching what? for his nuts. <laughs> yep. Wait, what? Yeah, he and his best friend got drunk and got matching tattoos of that. Yeah, and his girlfriend is, like, really put together, and I want to, like, sit her down and, like, have a glass of wine with her someday and be like, how does it feel making eye contact with that squirrel thing? Over, I don't even know you... what the over-the-hedge squirrel oh, looks I'm gonna like. I'm going to have to pull it out for you because it's really, fuck? it's really quite, it's quite the look. That's a good two truths and a lie. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Has been to Europe, you know, born on a submarine. <laughs> Has a Steve Carell squirrel gooch tattoo. <laughs> it's too oddly specific where you're like, I want to say that it's true, but yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like the majority of things in my life that I do, I do solely so that I can have more stuff in my arsenal for two truths and a lie. Yeah, I'm gonna do some weird and wild shit just so I can do. Honestly, that's how I've lived the last five years of my life. I was mm-hmm. like, how fucked up can i make my life in order to just be like want to hear a story yeah like oh should you hitchhike no but ren will just for a story will she die tonight maybe she won't have a story in the newspaper yes she'll be dead (laughs) (laughs) all right you dumb bitch see i thankfully have never um i've never killed had anybody murder me talking about uh, why we are the way we are. Who was your preteen or teenage celebrity crush? Orlando Bloom. Wow, you had that right there. I had posters all over my walls of <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Um, I remember that he was uh, in People's Sexiest Magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, or like the, you know, Sexiest People's Magazine. And sexiest I um, cut out the page that his picture was on and I put it in a frame and it was next to my bed. Um, this was wow. for years, by the way. He was like the password <laughs> for all my stuff for a long time. Yeah, no, I... Uh, was like weirdly obsessed with him. It was great. I remember the first time I saw Lord of the Rings. Um, it wasn't even Orlando Bloom at first. I was just like, who is Legolas? <laughs> it's just like this kind of feminine looking elf man. Like, I don't know. It was a, it was a weird sexual awakening for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, ooh, soft feminine. Boy. No, exactly. All about it. What about you? Oh, man. It was, it was definitely like a transition. I think... Um, for my sexual awakening, uh, the lead singer of Hanson was it oh, Taylor Hanson? Look at you! Yeah, he was bop. he was number like one or close to it. Wow. Um, then it went into like Brad Renfro, um, who was an actor. He has since passed, but he was Ooh. in the Jonathan Taylor Thomas like Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Oh, my condolences. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was cast as a bad boy i think they like did school scoutings they were like that kid's bad to the bone and they were like hired him and then i think he died of a heroin overdose or something like that well i mean they were right (laughs) yeah rip in peace brad Renfro. sorry guy and then 
it transitioned into Keanu Reeves and it's been that way for oh, yeah, a very long him. time. I Some also boy. was way into Jared Leto as a kid when he was like 30 seconds to Mars front man. Oh, with the, and now oh, yeah. everybody loves him. So I'm like, you know what? I was ahead of the curve. No, I liked SMT, him everyone. in like Lord of War when he was like sniffing like an entire pile of cocaine that was shaped like Croatia or whatever it was. He had like a little hemo haircut and Nicolas Cage was his older brother and they were like, what? yeah, they had never heard of this before. <laughs> yeah, Lord of War. They were like gun smugglers and uh, they went to Kenya or something like that. And Jared Leto sees like some genocide happening and he's like, no, no, no. And like the president of whatever just like kills Jared Leto and I guess I don't have to go see that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in college, I decided uh, that I was going to watch Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I was yeah. like, Jared Leto's like hot. Like, I think this will be like a cool stoner movie. So I like smoked a bunch of pot and I was like, all right, time for Requiem for a Dream. I had no <laughs> idea what it was about. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like traumatized. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I was in fetal position at some point. Oh, like, the way was, it ends, ooh. I could have been Jared Leto. I could have. Yeah, had a exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. So my brain just went back to that because we were talking about nubbing you. Yeah, <laughs> no, me nubbing other people. Bo- both pornography and nubbins. Yeah, and then it was who was the girl in uh, that? Demi Moore. What? No, it wasn't Demi Moore. Yeah, it was. No, the girl who's getting like. Yeah, that was Demi no, Moore. Wasn't. Yeah, it totally was. I don't think I so. I absolutely, 100% think that that was Jimmy Moore. Bet. Bet money. No, it was Jennifer Conley. Oh, fuck. They both look exactly <laughs> alike. They're the same person. They look exactly alike. I was alike. like, I'm pretty sure it's Jennifer Conley, but she looked younger in the movie than I remember her being in real life. You know, at least, really? It wasn't Jimmy Moore? No. They just look the same. Oh. Isn't Jennifer Conley the Labyrinth girl? I've actually never seen Labyrinth. Oh my god. Yeah, she is. She might be a vampire too. She's looked the same. I for just a while. Googled Demi Moore Requiem, and the first thing that came up was ass to ass. <laughs> Who was it? Who was in this podcast? Jennifer Conley. Damn it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I think for next episode, we should talk about our, our rock bottoms as far as like the puking. Oh, and... yeah. There's going to be a lot of content there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my, my a lot of my friends, I feel like just keep me around because like makes them feel better about their decisions. Yeah. There's there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of wounds that I'm reopening. <laughs> next episode <laughs> if you're listening right now and you have a story about a rock bottom please email us yeah we'll, we'll attach an email and we will read your story absolutely <laughs> we would love that misery loves company my friends <laughs> on that note we are gonna sign off for our very first podcast yes we are broveries, <laughs> broveries. Uh, and we will catch you next time See you on the flip side, guys. Woo! Bye.